0: At 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
1: I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Kind of a crazy world right now, if you take a look around. You've got 16-year-old teenagers yelling at leaders of the world and suing them on the environment. You've got impeachment proceedings moving along. We'll see where that goes in the United States against the president. You've got Hong Kong protesters taking to the street to try to halt Beijing's creeping influence over the semi-autonomous city. They've plastered their message in full-page ads in international newspapers. They've displayed slogans on Mount Everest. It's a pretty big revolution going on there. So, it's a weird revolution because we're in the 21st century. I was reading some research on um, Bloomberg the other day. And someone was talking about playing Blizzard's iconic game, World of Warcraft, where it's incredibly social. It was Fortnite before Fortnite on some levels. And as the person was playing the game, he heard people chanting inside the game, liberate Hong Kong. And another person said, revolution of our times. So there's a lot of world drama going on right now as the backdrop to what I talk about, the stock market and world economies. The internet, I believe, is behind the great communicator. Taiwan's servers become an unlikely virtual space where young people from mainland China can can chat and talk politics. So the young people from China can get on the self governing island of Taiwan free from the interference of censors and other state actors. And they're talking as wizards and barbarians and things like that. So the internet's a big changer. And now we're talking about video games bringing together communities in what could potentially be a revolution. You don't think Facebook and Twitter and Blizzard and Activision have some sort of play here? Nintendo shares slumped after disappointing early sales of the Switch Lite. I've never understood that. When they came out and they are like, Oh, we've got a new product coming out for the Switch. I'm like, okay, will it be faster? Um, will it be more powerful? Will it have a bigger screen? Need bigger screen? And they came out with a, a toned-down version of it? Uh-uh. That's not how technology works, and it didn't sell well. So that's out there. Always had a question... You ever see those cute koala bears hugging trees? You're like, why? I I want you to hug me like a koala bear. You probably had a loved one once say that to you. I want to cuddle like koala bears cuddle trees. Maybe not, right? Um, But you know why koala bears hug trees so tightly? Because of heat waves. Koala bears have figured out with their claws... The coolest parts of trees that have the most amount of water in them. Koala bears are incredibly sensitive to heat waves, and the world's heating up even more so. So soon we're going to lose the polar bear, soon we're going to lose the koala bear. In theory, if you believe that little girl from Sweden, you have failed koalas and polas. (laughs) I know you're saying you're a jerk, Rob. She's dynamic as a speaker. Um in my opinion. So the market's got a, a big boost in the last couple of minutes on Trump coming out and saying maybe a deal with China can happen sooner. <laughs> Did it take him long to break that one? So Will the impeachment harm the markets already talked about that. Listen back to the new tape. New home sales jumped seven point one percent in August. Ooh. Uh, that's a pretty big number but we're already starting to see that was probably because of lower mortgage rates which have since turned around and moved back to higher levels although historically low levels JP Morgan's chiming in, I've already chimed in on impeachment inquiry, JP Morgan they manage a lot more money than I do beyond me down again I know, 137. Oh, who was that? It was yesterday, Nestle. They've started showing some of their um, products that are going to be plant-based. So, John Norman, head of the cross-asset fundamental strategy at JPMorgan, Morgan, said, we're not going to make any significant portfolio changes because of a formal impeachment investigation of Donald Trump. Impeachment is a process that can take months, even a year to unfold. The base case is that the Democratic-led House will impeach Trump, but the real hurdle is the Senate, where Republicans hold a 53 seats and a two-thirds majority to convict will be unlikely, unless something really shocking comes out. Impeachments are rare events with market outcomes too context-specific. As such, past examples of disgraced presidents and presidencies need to be examined individually. So they're coming on and they're basically saying... We're ultimately optimistic. Trump will become more conciliatory, is what they're saying, in order to counter a possible drop in his approval rating during the impeachment process. Pessimistic view is that other countries will compound the president's domestic challenges with international ones in hopes of uh, basically ruining his reelection bid. Any other nations out there have dirt on him? Interesting question, right? Something tells me likely that he's been more than aggressive on phone calls. One of the the reports that I read out of the White House yesterday, which was fascinating, was that aides were trying to keep him (laughs) off the phone that day because they knew he was going to get into trouble with his talking. Something about your aides like hiding your cell phone from you or whatever they're doing. Hey, where's the what is it? What's the White House phone? Is it a red phone? Where's the hotline? The White House hotline? Oh, we moved that, Bill. That's uh, that's now in the Lincoln room. Okay, I'll go find it in the Lincoln room. Oh, did I call him Bill? Oh, that's embarrassing, Donald. Um, anyway, I'm totally digression. aggression. So, analysts are coming out and saying, you don't have a lot of fear to fear from the stock market and Trump and an impeachment. Um... We're not talking about WeWork today, which is interesting because WeWork is such a glorious implosion of a unicorn, a tech unicorn, a company that wants $45 billion from the stock market and has done nothing but lose billions of dollars. Back in when I was a kid, I'd slap that person. You come to me asking for money after you just smoke crack cocaine? That's what it is like for me when I see a company lose billions of dollars. I'm like, what are you, crazy? What are you, nuts? <laughs> Thank you. I beat you to that one. <laughs> I'm faster than you. 800 516 to get your calls on the air. Best Buy forecast continued revenue growth. That's interesting. Especially with the China-U.S. W- trade wars. Will Trump truly make a deal with China? That's the headline going around right now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. To the sound, to the
0: sound, to the sound, to the sound, up, Stand strong and tall, against the uh, Hey, let your little light shine, let your little light shine. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little bit about impeachment and the impact on Wall Street. We have precedent in our lifetime. Bill Clinton's impeachment didn't hurt the stock market. I'll let you know if I think Donald Trump's will or won't. But first and foremost, take a look at some of the stories of the day. Uh, Jewel is suspending all advertising. Jewel, the vaping company. Whoa. How the FDA and I don't know. I don't want to make too much of this because I'm not a big FDA like proponent or opponent. But how we were selling products, essentially to teenagers and young people, that didn't get tested to see what it does to your lungs. Okay. Okay. I kind of see some problems there. I could see potential for problems, right? Um, We'll talk about that in the near future. But first and foremost, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. to Talk a little bit about financial planning. Now. Certified financial planner, Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP, Chad Burton, talking a little real estate. Recently, we've seen real estate go through kind of a roller coaster action of way, 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 way up, way, way, way down. And where we go from here based on lower interest rates and you know supply and demand issues and how many people move into the country, don't, home builders building, not building. There's a lot to think about. Basic thoughts, concepts on real estate. Well, I mean, I
2: love it as an asset class, okay. if
1: it's done the right way.
2: I mean, you you, you accumulate assets um, kind of as you grow up financially. And when you look to start getting into real estate, because real estate is leveraging, so it has a bit more risk. It's, a, it's an asset that's not as easy to sell as a stock or a bond or a mutual fund. So you have to be financially prepared to do it. So if you're going to get into real estate, I think it's great when you get into positive cash flow properties, but you have to take a couple of steps, and that's making sure you have your emergency reserves. Yep. You make sure that you're able to max out your 401k and fund a Roth IRA if those options are available to you. But in addition to that, you have to make sure that before you get into real estate, you save up at least a year's worth of your income in taxable accounts and just your brokerage accounts, whether it's index funds, mutual funds, individual stocks, if that's what your game is. So, that you have an asset base to fund a bad case scenario in real estate. Because you need to to put a certain amount down. I like people when they, if they can put 20, 30% down on a 30 year loan, get a rental property and still have positive cash flow. And that means, you know, having a good property manager. I think it's key if you're a busy person that's working or has a business, have a good property manager. But if you can still end up with positive cash flow, it's a great asset that somebody else is paying off for you. That's how real estate can keep up with stocks in the long run is because of the leveraging. On its own, the prices it won't. But with positive cash flow and the leverage of the loan, it can be a very, very good asset in the long run. Um, I I don't like the condo thing. I mean, gosh, because you never really own it. You have assessment fees. Um, It's always a cash outflow rather than something that's eventually paid off and positive income by the time you get to retirement. Um, The problem that you know the big mistake people used to make is they think oh I'll invest in real estate, and I'll write off that loss against my ordinary income. Well once you make over a certain amount, you can't even take that loss. It's su- it's suspended until you eventually sell the property and then all it does is offset your gains. So higher income earners don't get as much current tax break
1: from the rental properties. And back to your comment on condos and townhouses, homeowners association fees typically go up not every year, but typically go up on a regular basis. So the cost of that property always is going up on you. And I don't like townhouses or condos because you're living right next to someone.
2: No, and you buy in and you check for, well, are there potential assessment fees? But in a couple of years, you know, they may want to repaint the condo, a color you might not vote for. Um, they might have to do a roof. You know, to, there's all sorts of things that can happen that you're not in control of. And what if you don't like your neighbors that move in right on your same wall? Yeah. or you're, it's, They're really yeah.
1: loud. They're really smelly. They've got a dog that barks
2: all night long. If if you're miserable in it, too, you have a, such a small audience to resell to yeah. in terms of older people or younger people just starting out. That middle family that
1: has two or three kids is not going to buy. So I tend to like single family homes, mm-hmm. much like you're saying. You know, again, we're not against townhouses and condos. We just think you can help yourself by avoiding them as, quote, unquote, an investment. Um, if Now, if again, it's a luxury market like San Francisco or Honolulu, condos and townhouses are totally acceptable if it's that but if it's Stockton or Sacramento I would avoid yeah so go for the single family homes now the single family homes the number one thing that I think drives single family homes in the Bay Area in most areas around the country is um, school systems school districts
2: right well that's one of the reasons why I'm a Northwest investor I mean you can be a successful Bay Area investor if you have a lot more money to do it with if you're doing higher end single family rental properties but you're typically paying well over 700000 to get those types of good homes to get the good renters yep so you can do the same type of a thing in the Northwest. But, you know, I, I know that area well, and I'm there all the time. So to me, that's not an issue. If you're going to look outside of the California to do it, um, then you mean, need to make sure you have people, you know, in that area or, you know, that
1: area really well. Otherwise, yeah. don't. A lot of people in California bought in Phoenix and bought in Vegas because it was the only thing they could afford or they bought in Stockton or Sacramento because it was the only thing they could afford. And it was a huge mistake. Um, those were, you know amateur rookie mistakes, per se. Um, I bought a house that is on a great street in a great school district, knowing that some woman, some wife will eventually go, honey, I want our kids to live on the street and go to the school. It's the best school in the area. Yeah. So like, I'm thinking of who's going to buy my house. Not, will I enjoy it or not? Of course I'll enjoy it. But I'm always thinking about, is it resellable? And yeah.
2: Yeah, you look for nice single family homes on a cul-de-sac with good school districts. That's beautiful. Sidewalks, That's good stuff. College maybe nearby. Colleges nearby. Hospitals nearby. Always important because
1: you always have people who want to be close to work.
2: Yep, and especially now with all of the changes with the Affordable Care Act and everything else. If you're investing near hospitals, you should probably know the health of that hospital because you know the way that the hospitals are being run is different. And you're seeing um, there there has been some areas even around uh, Southern California where the areas right around hospitals that could be going. You know, it could be out of business right. that those areas
1: have been depressed pockets of real estate right around. It is discouraging to think about hospitals going out of business. Like, that's one industry that always seems to thrive and should be thriving, and yet you're right, it is a business model. Yeah. yeah. Thanks very much. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. CEO of Jewel Labs has been ousted. The e-cigarette company has suspended advertising and it remains embroiled in a case over its vaping products. The United States government doesn't seem to like vaping at this point in time and it went from zero to 60 fast, with state attorney generals following suit. So Juul is going to suspend its broadcast printed digital ads as they're trying to refrain from getting into bigger problems. Federal and state investigators are focused on vape cartridges that likely contain contaminated THC. That's the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. 530 people have had cases of vaping-related lung illnesses. One thing about our FDA and our drug system is it's fairly clean and you can kind of trust it. I don't know if I'd be buying vaping cartridges from Mexico or India or China, if you know what I mean, if it doesn't have a brand behind it. And the brand of Juul is saying we're getting out of marketing because... Something bad is happening with states and the federal government against us. Interesting, right? They are the brand of vaping, I would say. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find CFP Chad Burton and myself at newfocusfinancial.com the Tennessee skies down South street oh.
0: your comments and questions are always welcome visit rob black online at robblack.com now back to rob black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW
1: Impeachment. Let's talk about it. I teased it. I should deliver. Yesterday, uh, it kind of got dramatic. If I I read just tons of newspapers, and you know, my focus yesterday from two p.m. until about ten p.m. was on impeachment. A lot of what I do isn't just this short time that I'm in front of the microphone. The hour before it or the hour after it. A lot of what I do is throughout the day and the night. So instantly, I knew that your question today would be what does impeachment mean for me? You don't care about your neighbor. You don't care about your uncle. You don't care about the state, the country. You care about your 401k. Now, I'm not ever going to go on Fox News, CNN, CNBC, or anything like that and talk about present policy. I'd love to talk about economic policy and what I would do to change the world, but not necessarily my shtick. So the focus on the stock market, we don't have a lot of examples in history to go by with impeachment. And if you think about it for uno momento, that's Spanish for one moment, um, Wall Street's all about comparing things. If you compare Intel to AMD, it's not a great comparison like it used to be because AMD bought ATI graphics. Uh, graphic processing units that you use to compete with NVIDIA. But you get the idea that, you know, Nike versus Adidas, Walmart versus Kmart. You get the comparison, right? I There might have been a time where I liked Kmart more than I liked Walmart. And then there might have been a time where I liked Walmart well it's Amazon, right? So if we go by history... And we're trying to study and compare. Andrew Johnson was impeached, but not convicted in 1868. Now, there is stock market data going back then, but ye golden bearish days are long gone. I can't say that's a modern example. Then we get to Richard Nixon, who impeachment proceedings started against him, but ended after he resigned... Really, the only one that we're going to get to today is Bill Clinton. He was impeached in 1998, but he was acquitted in 1999. So there's two that we could kind of draw off here, Clintons and Nixons. Nixon, you could start saying when the impeachment inquiry started versus ends with when he resigns. And you could do the same, with, same thing with Clinton. On February 6, 1974... While the impeachment proceedings against Nixon formally began and started marching forward to just August of that year. So February, March, April, May, June, July, August, six months, roughly. The S&P 500 dropped 13%. And that's when you go, dun, dun, dun. That's bad news. That's drama. 13% in six months. It can only take a couple of years for us to go to zero at that point. He's awake. <laughs> impeachment clearly bad for the stock market, right? Except for at the start of Clinton's impeachment, January nineteen ninety eight. Through his acquittal in February nineteen ninety nine. So a sample size of about a year plus a month. The SP five hundred gained twenty eight percent. Like, that's a winner. So we like impeachment. Impeachment is good. But I just gave you an uh, example when, with Nixon where it was kind of bad for that period of time. There was a 20% drop in Clinton's year, though. In one year, the market went up 28%. But during that year, it went down 20%. Was it because some sort of revelation about something, some sort of biological stain on a dress that t- caused the market to go lower? 20%? No. It's because a company, a hedge fund company called Long-Term Capital Management, basically imploded. And billions and billions and billions of dollars had to be unwound from the stock market to cover their losses. So clearly impeachment's good for the stock market if you take out that long-term capital management flub. Because we were up 28% in 13 months. I would, 28% for 13 months, I'd cut off Sweet. my down the toilet for you pause. So, now here's the kicker, though. Like, the 70s had a different economy. The 90s, the 90s has a different economy. What are we at? The 20s? Again? The roaring 2020s? Wow, that's just weird to say. So, stocks made it through the Clinton impeachment pretty much unscathed. But they also had, like, the dot-com era behind them. During the Nixon impeachment and his resignation, it was a different economy. Oil was much more of a problem in the United States. Technology wasn't really there. Productivity gains didn't leap out of the 60s into the 70s. So it's going to be tough to say what we can definitively expect. I would say today the stock market is telling us, I think we're going to get through this. We don't know where it goes. I don't I certainly don't know where it goes. I know that a lot of stuff feels like it's going to get redacted, which, will we ever know the truth? I know a lot of blusters are going to come out of it. So, with regards to impeachment, whatever ultimately happens regarding President Donald Trump, the Democratic-controlled House, and the GOP-controlled Senate is anyone's guess. What I would rather you do is don't pay attention to the Washington headlines, because I find them discouraging. I grew up with a mom and dad, and four older brothers who we were as America as it gets in the sense that my dad was in the military. So there was obviously a fourth of July patriotic thing going through the family, but we're also coming out of world war two with my father and mother kind of got to see the pageantry of the United States and basically it's glorious economic expansion. And my parents were at a picnic the day that Kennedy got shot and assassinated, and they were eating hot dogs at a picnic. They never ate hot dogs again. They threw them up that day, and they never ate hot dogs again. That's how powerful of a a moment it is in American history. Um, It's discouraging to see what's happening right now. But my advice to you, if you want to get through this period of time, and this goes for one of my best friends in the industry. That, and I want, to call, I want to curse right now, that mother blah, 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 that son of a blah, blah, blah. He panicked when Trump got elected because the markets panicked that night. You and I went to bed probably at midnight Pacific time going, I wonder if the election's over. Who won? And Asian markets tanked and European markets tanked. And we woke up and we're like, oh no, Trump won. That's horrible for the stock market. And my friend panicked. He wrote up a very, it's the worst grammatically composed composition of market expectations that I've ever seen in my life. He was panicked. His way of life is heavily tied towards clients and keeping people in the market and doing financial planning. So he paid attention to the Washington headlines. And I walked in, I said, dude, because I call people dude. Dude. I should probably stop calling people dude, right? I call females dudettes. Dudette. I said, pay attention to the economy. Pay attention to valuations. Pay attention to companies. Do I think people are going to stop buying Nikes because a president is impeached or not? No, I I will say there's some long term ramifications from it. I don't think Bill Clinton did us any favor in the world of political standing when he engaged in some egregious acts with a woman half his age who he's not married to. It, it doesn't do us political favor. It makes us look bad in the eyes of the world. Which down the road maybe that we lose a a, a deal for Boeing. Maybe we lose a deal for Google. And again, it's just, that's long term. It's not short term. Same thing could be said for president Trump's impeachment or not impeachment. I don't think it's going to change the standing of Nike or Facebook in the short term. I don't think it's going to change the standing of Intel or Microsoft or Amazon we may have a president who doesn't like being investigated, who doesn't want to be embarrassed, so he starts lashing out at his enemies, like Jeff Bezos from Amazon. But I don't think this, this process is going to—it's going to it's gonna be bad if you're emotional, or it could be bad if you're emotional. So what's my advice is don't be emotional. Nike surges to all-time high after the company's earnings crushed it. Nike is improving its investment in direct to consumer strategies, paying off another nail in the coffin for things like um, sports locker. Retailers that are, are tied to the malls, tied towards brand names. It's not a good place to be right now. Nike stock surged to an all time high. Shares jumped 6%, leading the market today on a day where Nike's looking over at Washington, D.C., and saying, impeachment. And it's, it's kind of flicking them off. It's like, we don't care about you. We design new high-tech sneakers. We design fashion-forward apparel. The global shift towards more active lifestyles continues to accelerate. Opportunities ahead are bright as can, has ever been seen. Um, their women's line at Nike grew at a double-digit rate in the latest quarter. I wonder if that has anything to do with the women's national soccer team. So, my next price target on, on Nike is $100. They crushed it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, and at NewFocusFinancial.com.
2: He says, "I'm a man, and I don't want to talk about that.
0: Visit Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. I'm
1: Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Two years ago, I could have done a story on these airwaves that said something along the lines of Jewel is doing vaping flavored nicotine pods and. Teenagers are getting hooked on it And that's a hell of a business model <laughs> You get people hooked on your product It's like woo! It's like Breaking Bad It's um, Getting people hooked on your blue meth The Kaiser Sose No 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 Eisenberg Not Sose Uh They're making Netflix is releasing a Breaking Bad movie Like in two weeks What It's basically what happened In the Aftermath of the season ender Six years ago um, but two years ago, I could have done a story on e-cigarettes and, and told you Jules, the company, if I could invest in one company that like is getting kids addicted to nicotine, it would be Joule. Um, it's been a rough 12 months, CBS, water media, Viacom, all pulling their ads, health regulators in in, in India instituted a wholesale ban on e-cigarettes the merger of, or the re-merger, what do you even say when a company breaks up and gets back together? Okay, so let's say you get divorced and you get remarried a second time to the same person. Huh. It's not the easiest term to come up with in corporate terms, right? But Philip Morris and Altria have called off their merger. Both those stocks are moving higher. One, Altria, that's the international cigarette company, as a heated, warming tobacco product. I don't know enough about it. Whereas Philip Morris, that's the domestic cigarette company, has pushed their chips into investments like Juul. Whoops. Um, And, and Juul was saying some crazy stuff like, this is the best way to quit cigarettes. Whoa. Anyhow, anyway, I digress. 70% of workers are likely to quit at the current $7.25 federal minimum wage and brutal turnover cycle. One of the things you have to look at in companies is how happy employees are because when you fire someone, it costs money. And when you hire someone, it costs money to train them. Six million small businesses nationwide employ turnover is a brutal expense. Nearly one in three That's 33% roughly of employees will no longer be at their current employer in one year from now who are making the federal minimum wage. That's a turnover rate that's high. That's one of the things you have to take a look at when you're investing in things like restaurants. What's their turnover rate? What's their average check size? So I think that's one area that America's got some problems. We've got a fairly young workforce who don't really have the skill sets to compete internationally. And I'll boil it down into one bad cliche that China and India produces smarter kids than we do. That their youth people under 30 are smarter than our youth people under 30. They're better educated. They're better at maths and sciences. And then we also have a workforce problem with our baby boomers where they're starting to retire into a system of Social Security and Medicare and medi where costs are out of, have always been out of control. Um, so our workforce, young, that's not really able to step up and get the highest-paying jobs, and old, starting to drain from the system. So the young not creating the tax base that we would like, It's going to be interesting in the next couple of years. Oh, boy. <laughs> this whole Greta Thunberg thing, I've decided not to ever talk about it again until I do. Um, she got some backlash for having Asperger's. That's <laughs> kind of interesting, to say the least. Um, she's also getting backlash because she, she appears to be pretty well coached by adults. And she appears to be a prop. And again, why are we even talking about this? Alibaba unveiled its first artificial intelligence chip as China pushes for its own semiconductor industry. I think that's the big story of the day. That's not really the big story of the day. Seven years from now, China is going to be so mad at us. Seven years removed or whatever years removed from Trump. They're going to say, you negotiated badly with us. Screw you. We're going to make our own technology. Alibaba just became very interesting to me. They're struggling internationally with slow down economically speaking they're struggling with the relationship with the united states but alibabi alibabi <laughs> oh good god no alibaba unveiled its first chip to power artificial intelligence processes called the hangwang 800 it can cut down a computing task that would take an hour to five minutes oh my 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 that's impressive Huawei has also unveiled its own AI chips, highlighting how China's technology giants are pushing the country's homegrown semiconductor industry. This scares me for Intel. This scares me for NVIDIA. It's not the end-all be-all, but Alibaba unveiled its first to power artificial intelligence processes. And a lot like Apple, a couple years ago, Apple started making their own semiconductors for their phones, and everyone was like, whoa, well, why don't you just use... Intel's, and they didn't like it. They, they wanted the personalization. So the companies that do computer semiconductor design, I think they're going to be in high demand. I think the companies that make semiconductors in factories like Foxconn and Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, um, Foxconn has got, I'm not going to say a monopoly on manufacturing computer p- components or putting them together. And when I say computer, I'm also talking about phones. The Taiwan semiconductor is a massive company that can. You send them the blueprints, they'll make semiconductors for you. So I think in seven years from now, we're going to see a, a different world market due to some of the bad will or ill will we've created today with our China-U.S. relations. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean I'm selling. It just means we're going to have to continue to revisit things because um, they'll take the business into their own hands. And I don't blame him. We would do the same thing. I'm Rob Black talking all things, financial money invested, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. You'll be the one.